Oh, good morning again. Originally, I had uh, planned to do the next part of the series on Revelation today. Uh, but as I glanced at the calendar, I realized I only had three weeks until my summer series. And so uh, that's part of the reason I've decided to pick that up in the next, uh, the next part of the book in the fall. But uh, another part of that decision today is that I, I don't want to overlook the series of painful events that have been unfolding this year. Um, they've been unfolding all around us, not the least of which are the mass shootings that we've seen and uh, in so many locations. And so I want to acknowledge the pain that we experience when we hear of all those painful things. And, and, and I want to spend some weeks just talking about pain, pain in our lives and how God can use that. Uh, the main question of this series is one that we probably all asked at one time or another, and that is, where is God when it hurts? Where is God when you're going through those hard times? Where is God when it hurts? Um, you may be aware Rick and Kay Warren went through a terrible loss in 2013. Uh, their son Matthew took his own life after many years of struggling with mental illness. Uh, it's just every parent's nightmare. But to make things worse, they received all kinds of criticism from people who blamed Rick and Kay for their son's death. Either they didn't do enough, or their faith wasn't strong enough, or their faith must be fake because God didn't heal him. Uh, all these terrible things that went on and on for quite a length of time. And so they, they tried to process that. You know, how do we process all of this pain and all of this grief that we're going through? And, and to help to process the pain and to show others how they were dealing with it, Rick came up with an outline of three questions to kind of answer this question of where God is when it hurts. Uh, and we're going to borrow that, those three questions as an outline for our series. We're going to start with the question, how can God use my pain for good? Next Sunday, we'll ask the question, how can I benefit from my pain? And then the Sunday after Father's Day, we're going to talk about how I can use my pain to help others. Uh, would you pray with me as we begin? Heavenly Father, you have told us that in this world, we will have trouble. And we know that sometimes trouble can lead to great pain. But you also told us to take heart because you have overcome the world. As we talk about pain today, we lean very heavily on you. Show us how to process our pain and how to use it for good according to your plan. Reveal yourself in your word and in us, we pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen. There are an awful lot of very painful things going on in the world around us. I mean, if you look at what's going on in Ukraine, it's been going on and, and watching the news is almost unbearable sometimes, you know, just to see the misery and the death and the suffering and the loss. Um, you know, and, and all of this coming out of the two years or so that we've had with, the, you know, the COVID shutdowns and all of the things that happened, and some of us lost family or friends during that time. And now we look around and we see it's almost, well, it feels like daily, but it's at least weekly with all of these shootings that have been going on. Um, in Buffalo, and Texas, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we could go on and list other places. A mass shooting they define as a shooting of four or more people, not including the shooter himself. 
And uh, there's been so many. I think they said over the Memorial Day weekend, there was something like 16. 16. And so we're hearing this, and we're kind of absorbing part of this because part of Christian nature is to, to reflect the compassion of Jesus. And part of that takes on some of that pain as we see it and as we relate to those parents and people who are suffering. You have painful things in your own life, maybe even right now. You experience illness and loss, uh, emotional distress. Sometimes you have painful experiences in your past that are very difficult to let go of, and all of them can cause you pain. You know, pain in life is inevitable. Uh, I'm sorry to tell you, but there is no such thing as a pain-free life. I really wish there were. But the pain you experience in your life does not have to be wasted. Now, there's a word you probably didn't associate with pain. You see, most people waste their pain. They don't learn anything from it. They don't learn how to do something with it positively. They don't learn how to help other people as a result of their pain. I worked in in uh, Celebrate Recovery, uh, a recovery program for a couple of years. We're actually, as a church, just looking into to getting involved with two other churches right now to put on a program right here at Fairview. And, and in that line of work, in that line of recovery help, um, you, you see a lot of pain. But you all see a, see a lot of people who learn to turn that pain in a different direction and to use it, and to use it well, and to see their lives flourish in so many different ways. And I've seen so many lives changed. It's, it's phenomenal, and it's exciting when you see it. Now, we have all kinds of pains, maybe physical pain, maybe emotional pain, maybe you're experiencing mental pain, maybe you have a relationship problem that's going on, or a conflict of some kind in your workplace or in your home. Uh, you get relational pain going on. Maybe you're experiencing financial pain right now. There are all kinds of pain that you could be having. Maybe painful memories. Those are big for a lot of people. You know, you're maybe struggling with painful losses or painful truths that are hard to face about yourself. Um, you know, that was one of the things when I came to Jesus. It was like I, I, I was looking in a mirror and I was seeing things that for the first time, I never even knew all these things existed in my life. And then Jesus begins to reveal to me, Okay, here's some areas that need to be changed. Here are some things that are maybe not so nice, and, and that's painful. But God means it for good. He means to turn that around and to take you to a new place. Pain is part of being human. So what is pain? Well, there are a lot of different definitions, but let me give you a, a simple definition this morning that I think we can work from. If we can... Make it work. There it is. Pain is a warning light that something is wrong. That's what pain is. It's a warning light that something's wrong in your life. Maybe something's wrong in the economy. Maybe there's something wrong in your family or in your business. Whenever there is pain, pain acts as a warning light. Now, now, let me tell you or ask you, you know, if the warning light comes on in your car, you see on your dashboard this red glowing light on your dashboard, um, 
if you ignore it, does that make the problem go away? Yeah, yeah, keep nodding. <laughs> it really doesn't. When I was a kid, my dad's prized possession was a Cadillac Fleetwood Brougham. Now, now he had saved up extra money, saved, put pennies away, and, and uh, this was a car that he was, it was sort of his desire. It was like a status symbol, and he wanted this Cadillac, and he got this used one, and it wasn't very new. It wasn't in great shape, but it was a caddy, and so he was all excited about this, and one day my mom was taking somebody to the airport, and so they were in a hurry, and as they were driving along airport road in Toronto and heading for Malton Airport, the there was an oil light came on. <laughs> and she said, well, you know, that probably will keep. And uh, she kept driving. And there was some kind of leak, and all the oil leaked out of the car. And in the end, the result was that the engine was damaged beyond repair because she ignored the light. Ignoring your pain will not make it go away. It won't fix the cause of your pain. And to ignore the pain in your life is literally one of the worst things you can do. Pain is a warning light that something is wrong. There's a purpose in pain, and there are actually many purposes in pain, and we're going to watch a look at those over the next several weeks. But we want to be very practical, and we want to be encouraging to you. And, and uh, we don't want to just sort of sit and talk about our pain and be maudlin about it and, and get lost in it. We want to learn how to pray when we're in pain and how to see God's benefit in it. Now, today I want to show you five ways that God can use pain in your life for your own good, regardless of the source, regardless of whether your pain comes to you from something good or something bad, whether you brought the pain on yourself or whether it's coming from somebody else or whether Satan's trying to attack you and, and to attack you with pain and tear you down. No matter what the source of your pain is, God can use it for good in your life. So let's take a look at that. The first is that God uses pain to guide and direct me. That's number one. You know, Proverbs 16, 9 says that a person may plan his own journey, but the Lord directs his steps. The Lord directs. That's important. Uh, so much of the time, we're not aware of God working behind the scenes in our lives. You know, we, we just think we're masters of our own destiny, and, and you know, it, it, we only cry out to God when things are bad, when things go wrong. But God is always there. He doesn't go away, and he's still part of your life, and he's still directing whether you feel like it or not. That doesn't mean that God himself is causing your pain, but God will use the pain that you're going through if you let him. Now, you might ask, what's the most common way that God, God directs me? You know, how does he do this? If he's directing me, how does he direct me the most? Well, the most common way is that when we read our Bible. <laughs> you know, that's the way God prefers to do it. We read our Bible and God directs us and leads us and teaches us and shows us a way to go. But sometimes we don't do that. Sometimes we're not spending much time in the Word, and God might have to use other ways to get a hold of us. I know with me, he needs to use a big two-by-four upside my head to get my attention sometimes. God may direct you through pain by drawing attention to himself. He may be saying, I love you so much 
and I'm still here. I want you to turn to me when you're suffering because I love you. Paul told the believers at Corinth who were experiencing some discomfort and pain, he said, now I am glad, not because it hurts you, but because the pain turned you to God. Okay, so you can be glad in a situation. He's not glad because of the pain. He's glad because it had a result and that they turned to God. And that's the first thing that pain does. It can guide us and direct us. It can turn us in a new direction. Uh, primarily, it turns us to God. David wrote that pain in his life, he said, it was the best thing that happened to me or the best thing that could happen to me for it taught me to pay attention to your laws. Let me ask you a personal question. Has God ever used pain in your life to change your direction? Have you ever had that experience? I think most of us have probably had that experience at one level or another. C.S. Lewis said that God whispers to us in our pleasure, but he shouts to us in our pain. Pain is God's megaphone. Pain directs you, it guides you, it never leaves you where it finds you. It changes you. And God can use that pain for good. It doesn't matter how bad the pain is or where it came from, God can still use it, even in spite of ourselves often. God can use pain to guide and direct me. The second thing I want to look at here is that God can use the pain to correct me. He can use it to motivate me. He can spur you into action. He can move you on down the right road, change your direction. Pain is a catalyst, and it's one of the best catalysts because when we're in pain, quite often we say, I don't want to stay in pain, and I might need to do something about that. I might need to change something. Uh, one, of the, one of the great verses in the Bible about this kind of thing is in Proverbs 20:30. It says, sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us change our ways. Can I get a witness to that? Anybody gone through that? Sometimes it takes, that's what I was, you know, I was talking about the recovery program, saw that a lot, you know? People in pain. Pain prompts us to do things that we'd rather put off. It pushes us in the right direction. John Maxwell says we only change for one of two reasons. He says we hurt so bad that we have to change or we see something so beautiful that we want to change. And often God will use both of those things in our lives to move us along down the line, to make us change. Pain helps us to see that there might be a better way than this, than what we're going through. You know, there is a difference between God's correction and God's punishment. You know that? Because I think often... You know, punishment is a penalty for the past. It's a correction, right? Uh, but it's a correction for something in the past. But discipleship and discipline are training. And discipline done by God is correction. Sometimes in life when something bad happens, we think, well, God is punishing me. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that from people. You know, something's going wrong, something's going bad. God is punishing me. When actually God is just correcting us. I hear people say, why is God doing this to me? Well, 
He may not be doing this to you. You may be doing this to you. Or some outside force may be doing this to you. Or the correction of sin in the world, which has brought disease and death and all kinds of terrible things, that may be doing something to you. But God, as a rule, does not punish his children. You see it in the Old Testament, but you don't see it in the New. Jesus has already taken the punishment for every sin on the cross. And every sin you ever commit has already been paid for. So God doesn't punish you for your sins, but he definitely does correct you. And the correction is the evidence of his love. How does God correct us? Well, as we've said, sometimes through pain. Hebrews chapter 12 and verses 8 through 10. If I can get those up. Nope, not coming. It says, there it is, God corrects all of his children. And if he doesn't correct you, then you really don't belong to him. God corrects us for our own good because he wants us to be holy as he is holy. Think about the story of the prodigal son. What happens to the prodigal son? It says he, he spent everything that he had and he was hungry. And at last he came to his senses and said, I will get up and go to my father. What forced this young guy who'd run off and spent all his money, what forced him to go home? He was hungry. It hurt. And so he was motivated. And he went home and things changed. And his father was waiting for him. If you want your life to go smoother, sometimes you have to cooperate when God is doing some correction in your life. I, I know that's where we've got to be listening. We've got to be listening to God and asking him, what's, what's the purpose of what I'm going through right now? Is there a purpose now or is there a purpose later? What's going on? Aristotle said, you know, we cannot learn without change. And I would say that some of the things that you learn, you learn from getting burned. I have to tell you that most of the important stuff that I learned in my life, I, I learned while walking with God. Now I've been walking with God 40 years. I, I'd say that, that most of the things that I've learned have come with some pain and some struggle. I found that some of the greatest insights are found in the middle of a painful experience. But God is not punishing you. He's using the pain to redirect you and to correct you. He's making something good come out of something bad because he loves you. Now, the third thing is that God uses pain to gauge and inspect me. You know what a gauge is? You know, in your car, you've got a gas gauge. A gauge measures something, right? Uh, the other day, I was trimming on the lawn, and I, I uh, looked over, and I noticed that our neighbor's son they, he had a flat tire, and he was trying to blow it up with a bicycle pump. <laughs> and he was there, and he was already tired out, and, and I could picture him still there at midnight doing the same thing and not really getting anywhere. He'd been there a long time, and it wasn't even up a quarter inch. And so I remembered that I had this little pump in my car, and I went and I got it, and I took it over to him. And he'd never done anything like this before, so, so I showed him you know, how to hook it up, and, and I showed him the gauge. I said, so when that arrow gets all the way up to 30 or 35, then it's safe to drive on these tires, but not before. So watch the gauge. And so 
happily. He would say, he would sat there, he'd put, he'd put a lawn chair right there, and that's what he was pumping, sitting in the lawn chair. And, he, and so he was happy to just sit there and watch that gauge go up as the tire pumped up. God uses pain to gauge and inspect me. In other words, to find out what's really going on inside of me, to test my character. Uh, I, I love this expression. Rick Warren uses this expression. He says, people are like tea bags. You don't know what's really in them until you drop them in hot water. <laughs> in Job 7.18, it says, you examine them every morning and test them every moment. Who's the them? Them is us, right? The them is us. Did you know that God's expect, inspecting you every morning? He's checking you out. He's doing it every minute, not just every morning. Another verse, Jeremiah 17 and 10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to their, their deeds deserve. Sometimes God uses that pain to test your character, to test your commitment, to test your faith. The Bible often compares suffering to a refining fire, kind of like the refining of metals that when the heat is turned on really high, that the, the stuff that doesn't belong in the silver, it comes to the surface and it boils off and burns off. They call that dross. And, and sometimes when we go through the refiner's fire in life, those there are things that get burned off. There are things that are impurities that get left behind. So let me ask you a question. If you're going through any kind of a pain right now, are you allowing that pain to burn off the impurities in your life? Are you letting it have an effect? What are you allowing pain to burn off? Is it burning off self-centeredness or pride or materialism or impatience or something else? Pain is a measuring tool, or at least it can be. It can be an evaluation tool because it tests our character. Why do you think God let the Israelites wander around for 40 years in the desert? Helped to burn away a lot of things that needed burning away. Our reaction to pain can often reveal a lot about us, right? Your Christ-likeness is often revealed by how you handle pain. Kind of a backdoor kind of way, your pain can reveal how mature you are. Sometimes. The fourth thing is that God, whoop, jumped over it. God uses pain to guard and protect me. Psalm 91 and verse 3 says this. For he will rescue you from every trap. From every trap. And you go, what trap? I don't see any traps. Exactly. A lot of traps in our life, especially our spiritual life, are hidden. And it's amazing what God is doing ahead of us to help us not fall into those traps. All around you, Satan has planted traps. The world has planted traps to draw you in. And sometimes God uses pain to help keep you from walking into a hidden trap. And he uses it to guard you. For example, you know, sometimes pain in one area will keep us from much more pain in another area. 
You know, something that would have been an absolute disaster in our life. For, for example, the pain of rejection can protect you from a destructive relationship. Um, I remember feeling totally rejected one time when I applied for a job, and I, was, I felt like I was perfectly suited for this job, and I had the experience, all the qualifications that I should have got the job, and I didn't get the job. And then afterwards, we were able to look back and see that there were all kinds of things going under the surface in that place, and it might have destroyed me as a pastor. God saw the traps, and the pain of rejection was just a little pain compared to what would have happened. Sometimes pain protects you from something worse. It protects you from greater harm. Sometimes it's a blessing in disguise. For instance, if you get a fever, fever tells you something's wrong, right? Tells you there's an infection or an inflammation or something going on in your body, and so you need to go and you need to get it checked out. It needs to be dealt with. Sometimes a small pain in your life can protect you from something life-threatening. A burning pain says, hey, stupid, take your hand off the burner, right? Pain in my back led me to go to the doctor, and it turned out to be God's alarm system working, telling me that I was having a heart attack. I thank God for that pain. It saved my life. When you're in pain emotionally, when you're sad, when you're discouraged, when you're depressed, when you're angry, when you're upset, when you're irritated, when you're frustrated, we could go on, <laughs> can make a long list, any kind of emotional pain. It means something is out of order. Something's out of order. Something's not right here. Maybe it's something in your relationship to God. Or maybe it's something in your relationship to other people around you. Or maybe it's something to do with your relationship with yourself. That's where some of those self-revelations come in. And sometimes God will allow you pain to keep you from falling into the ditch, right? And he uses that pain to do something better. I, I think of the story of Joseph. You know, all the terrible things that happened to him... You know, his brothers sold him into slavery. And when he finally gets to confront them, uh, he says, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. He turned it in a different direction. Now, here's the problem. We can't see what God sees because God can see everything at once, right? We can only see linear time, one thing, one foot in front of the other. But he can see it all. Uh, and I want to encourage you to remember something that God told to Peter. On the night that he washed their feet, Peter says, no, 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 don't wash my feet. And Jesus replied, you don't realize now what I'm doing. But later, you'll understand. I want to encourage you to remember that. Remember that sometimes we cannot right now understand what we're going through. But much later, we can see what God's hand was doing. How many times have you been through pain and, and said to God, why am I going through this? You know, there doesn't seem to be, I, I don't see, I'm not, I, I can't think of any sin. I can't think of, why am I going through this? What's going on? And sometimes, much later, we realize, oh, it wasn't about sin in the moment. It wasn't about this that was happening. It was about 
him directing me, taking me somewhere else. You can take comfort in the fact that you may not understand what God's doing in your life right now, but someday you will understand, and it will be good. God always works for your good. Well, the last thing is that God uses pain to grow and perfect me. I want you to write this down, maybe on your sermon notes in the back of the bulletin. Just remember this, it sounds cliche, but it's, it's so true. Pain is the high cost of growth. Pain is the high cost of growth. It's like the weightlifters, and I know a number of weightlifters uh, at, at my last position before I came, and came here, and, and they use that expression all the time, no pain, no gain, right? It's true, as cliche as it sounds. We want a quick fix. We want an easy solution. We want somebody else to figure it out from us, for us or go through it in our place so we don't have to go through it. Just give me the pill and that'll fix it. Show me the right magic book and, and reading that, that'll change my life and I'll be able to do everything different without pain. But there's only one book. And maybe this thing that's discouraging you right now in your life is the very thing that God is using to develop you right now. What discourages you will develop you if you look at it through God's point of view. Peterson's uh, translation, the message, says, so don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so that you become mature and well-developed. One of the great Christian writers, J.I. Packer, uh, once said, God uses chronic pain and weakness along with all the other afflictions that we go through as a chisel for sculpting our lives. He says it deepens our dependence on Christ for strength each day to get through. And the weaker we feel, the harder we lean. And the harder we lean, the stronger we grow spiritually. That makes a whole lot of sense to me. And if you think about it, if you look at the Psalms, King David, what were his best Psalms, the ones he wrote, that were the most beautiful? They were often the Psalms that were written in the times that were the hardest, when he was going through a lot of pain. We can't trivialize pain. We can't write it off. We can't pretend it's not there. It hurts, and it causes damage. And, and when we're in pain... Sometimes it seems like it's going to go on forever. But pain can do good work if it's transformed by God. Everything that we won't necessarily see now will be revealed to us at some point further down the line. We're going to look more about that next week. But in the meantime, put your trust in Jesus and trust that God knows what he's doing, even when we mess up. He can turn it, make it something better. Let's pray. God, thank you for being such a loving God. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for caring about my pain. I thank you that you're not unsympathetic. And I thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross and carried the pain of my sin so I don't have to carry that punishment. Lord Jesus Christ, as much as, as I know how, 
I open my life completely to you. And I give you every area of my life, the good, the bad, the ugly, the painful, and the shameful. And I give it all to you, and I ask you to put a new heart in me, a new spirit, a new joy, a new purpose, a new passion, a new happiness. Lord, as we're about to receive communion, I ask you to prepare my heart. And I confess that I am not perfect in any way, and I'm often sinful. But Lord, I want to be connected to you. Jesus, I want to be yours for the rest of my life, and I want to learn to love you and to trust you. And when I go through problems and go through pain, and when it doesn't make any sense, please help me to remember that you said to Peter, you don't understand it now, but later you'll understand what I'm doing. Lord, help me to trust you. I commit every area of my life to you now. Jesus, I ask you to save me. I ask you to lead me. Guide me, even if it's through pain. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.